Hi, and welcome to episode number 44 of Lisa's WDW Podcast. In today's episode, I'll be doing a review of the World Showcase Destinations Discovered Tour. Hi, and thanks again for tuning into today's podcast. A reminder before I get into my review of the Destinations Discovered Tour, if you're not already, please uh, give me a follow on Twitter. I'm also on Instagram at Lisa's WDW Podcast. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. And if you're not enjoying this podcast, then you can don't have to worry about the review part. You can just leave that out. Um, but we'll go ahead and get started with the episode today. I wanted to do a review on a tour my husband and I got to go on. We had gone to Disney World back in um, the beginning of May, and we were able to do a tour. Now, on our previous trips when we visited Disney World, we've never done a tour, and we wanted to do something a little bit different this time. So we decided to go with the World Showcase Destinations Discovered Tour, which they have over in Epcot. Now, this is a five-hour tour. The price of it is $109. Now, if you are a Disney Visa card holder, uh, annual pass holder, or DVC member, there's a 15% discount. So that's a nice plus to it. Um, and also with this, I found out after I had ordered the, um, the kind of the tickets for the tour, you don't actually get mail tickets. I know before when I've done other kind of Event, like ticketed events, I was sent, you know, tickets in the mail for, say, an after-hours event or not so scary. With this, you are not sent a ticket or an email confirmation. Like, I didn't get that either. What I was given is a confirmation over the phone. And what I did then is I put that in my My Disney Experience under the My Notes area. And that way, in case there was any problem, when I went to, you know, show up for the tour, I had my confirmation number. That is one thing I do wish they did is give you like an actual hard ticket or an email confirmation. That would have made me feel a little bit more comfortable. I mean, I didn't have any issues checking in or, you know, joining the tour, but it just made me a little nervous that I didn't have any kind of thing in writing besides the person giving me my confirmation number over the phone. They also let you know with this, you should bring a photo ID. Though when I did my tour, no one asked to see my photo ID, but definitely would recommend bringing it because who knows, maybe another tour they would. Um, also for this, you do need to have a park ticket as well. So you're paying for this special tour, but you must also have a park ticket to get into the park for the day. So the tour started at 8.15, but you were told to be there at least 15 minutes early. Now, at this point, too, the park has not yet opened. I believed Epcot was opening at 9 a.m. that day. So this was something I was concerned about, making sure that I got to, you know, Epcot on time to make sure I was there, you know, to check in for my tour at 8 a.m. And when I asked at, um, we were staying at Animal Kingdom Lodge, and when I asked at the concierge there, they said, you know, they start running the buses, I think they said like two hours, an hour and a half or two hours before the park opened. So we had no trouble being able to get onto a bus and be at Epcot um, before it opened. 
So we were able to get there. You have to be there by 8 a.m. 8 and then the tour starts at 8.15. You meet over by that pin trading area. Um, so if you're walking into Epcot, it's to the left of Spaceship Earth is where you meet. Also, another thing to know when signing up for this tour, you must be at least 16 years or older to go on the tour. When we arrived, we were given a name tag, which said, you know, World Showcase Destinations Discovered on it and had like the Epcot logo and then our name. So we were given that to wear. It was kind of a nice one. I was excited. They just didn't give you that, like, you know, sticker, hi, my name is, and you would write your name in. So it was nice to get that. And then also you were given a headset. So that way you could hear the tour guide. So you don't always have to be standing, you know, right next to him or her to hear them. So the headset was really nice because you could also adjust the sound and you just had it over your one ear. So you could still hear what was going on, you know, out of the other ear and hear what's going on around you. But this way you still could hear them then trying to make sure to be close to the tour guide at all times to kind of strain to hear what he or she was saying. Um, and our tour, now when I had watched some other or heard some other reviews about this tour before we went on it. A lot of people are like, oh, it was just, you know, me and the tour guide, or me and one of the person and the tour guides. I'm thinking, oh, maybe it'll just be my husband and I, or my husband and I, and another person. And our tour ended up having 13 people. So I think we were probably one on one of the bigger ones they have. I don't think they normally usually have 13 people for this tour, but apparently this was a popular day to go. We had went on a Sunday for this the tour. Um, I know they offer it certain days, maybe three days a week, and apparently this is the popular day to go. So we had a big group, but that still worked out well. I did feel that it, you know, hindered the tour, had any negative effect on our touring experience. Also, when we arrived, you order your lunch. During this tour, they have lunch for you over at Rose and Crown in the World Showcase. So we were excited about this because my husband and I have not eaten there before. This is one of the few places now that we have left. We haven't eaten at a World Showcase. So we were super hyped to be going there. And you choose your food. You're given an appetizer um, you don't have a choice of then you get to choose one entree. Now they're not giving you the full menu of entrees. I think they narrowed it down to maybe like four entrees you can choose from. And then we chose our dessert, which we shared. Um, you also are able to get soft drinks. You're not able to get alcoholic beverages during your lunch during the tour. One tip I would have for anyone doing the tour is to make sure to uh, pack proper rain gear. One of the thing the tour guide did ask everybody when they arrived was if you had, you know, umbrellas or ponchos that it was supposed to be, um, they call for rain that day and it was very overcast. So, um, my husband and I were, you know, prepared and we had ponchos, but I was surprised how many people in our tour group didn't have anything. They didn't have umbrellas. They didn't have ponchos. So the tour guy was trying to get a feel for who did and who didn't because a lot of this tour is outside. And one of the things that our tour guide mentioned was we could purchase, if you don't have a poncho umbrella, you can purchase one at one of the stores, the first stores we would be seeing over in the World Showcase, because um, she would try to, if it rained, have us, you know, in a covered area, but of course, World Showcase isn't all covered, so there would be times we would just be out in the rain. So that's definitely something you want to keep in mind. Also, if you're going on an extremely hot day, you want to keep that in mind. Um, make sure you have sunglasses or a hat or a cool, you know, towel to put around your neck. Kind of just plan for what the weather is because it pretty much is an outdoor tour for majority of the five hours.
So our tour started kind of in the middle of where future, like where future world's about to end and turn into the world showcase, kind of in the middle where you'd be looking straight ahead at the, across the lagoon at the, um, or the lake at Amer- the American Pavilion. So kind of right there, kind of give us the history of how World Showcase, you know, became and the idea behind it. So we kind of went into that. And then we started visiting the countries going clockwise, starting at Mexico. And then we ended over in Canada. Now, during our tour, the tour guide, as we went through each pavilion, told us kind of the history, a lot of history of the countries, a lot to do with the architecture, and then also the Disney aspect of it, what, you know, the kind of the Disney has done, what they chose to do, and what parts of that country they decided to put in the pavilion. So that was really interesting to learn like when we went over to the china pavilion which was kind of cool they have a display showcase area that which talks about um the shanghai disney world and kind of going into that and the tour guide had just been there so she went into you know her experience at shanghai and what it was like so that was really interesting to kind of get a first hand account from someone on what they thought of visiting you know that park Another great thing about during this time is the World Showcase is pretty much empty. Now, you do have some people who we saw pass by going into Norway for like a breakfast reservation at a Kershus, but everything else is pretty much empty. The World Showcase doesn't open besides your breakfast reservation until 11 a.m. So it was really great for pictures. We were able to get a ton of pictures. I think until we got to maybe Morocco did I start seeing kind of guests walking around. Otherwise, you're able to take tons of pictures, which is awesome to have, you know, all these pictures of the World Showcase and not have everyone, you know, a bunch of people in the background. Now, one thing with this tour, too, is you do go backstage. We went backstage about three times, um, first between Mexico and Norway. And over there, she, um, our tour guide, she had showed us kind of the globe they use for illuminations. That's where they store it back there. And she also mentioned at that point that since we were on this tour, we would all get kind of VIP passes for the fireworks or we would be in the VIP seating area. There's a special area, I guess, where you can sit um, for illuminations, which is supposed to be like ideal seating. Now, um, my husband and I did not end up doing the fireworks that evening. We ended up just going back to our resort. But this is something that is offered with the tour, which I thought was really nice. This wasn't something I was aware of. We also went backstage by France. Now, with France, we got to see some of the Ratatouille construction and also the gondola system being built. And I'm really curious to see, and one of the things I mentioned was with the gondola system, and it's pretty much, I mean, it's backstage. So you're thinking these gondolas, they're going to overlook the whole backstage area. So to keep that kind of Disney magic, I'm curious as far as what they're going to do so guests don't just see the whole backstage area as they're taking the gondola over to Epcot. My thinking is, and I could be wrong on this, but what I thought they may do is the one side with the gondola at the one side window, they may black out and just put characters or something on it. And you'll only be able to say, say, see out of the right side or the left side where you wouldn't see as backstage as much. You just see greenery. So I'm thinking maybe they'll end up blacking the windows out with characters or just the sides that could possibly see 
um, the backstage area. But I am really curious to see what Disney will do as far as the gondola system, you know, going through backstage. So that'll be interesting. We kind of discussed that and kind of curious on what they'll come up with. Um, we also went backstage by the Canadian Pavilion. We kind of got to see... I call them the mountains. I know there's probably a proper name that's not the mountains in Canada, but kind of that backside of the mountain waterfall thing they have. Um, so it was really cool. I had never been on a tour before or backstage. And it's something when I'm in the parks, I really don't even think there is kind of a backstage. So it was kind of different to see. And really, once you get back to stage, it's kind of like just a normal like working area, which is odd because I never really think of Disney that way. And then you go backstage, it's just like normal signs that you would kind of, you know, see at work. And it's just so different compared to what they consider that on stage is what all the guests see at the park. So that I enjoyed. Now, one thing our tour guide reminded us every time we went backstage is we couldn't take pictures backstage. You could take pictures, you know, when you're out in the World Showcase, but anytime we went backstage, we had to put our cameras and phones away. Um, also, during the tour, since it is, you know, five hours, we were able to take different bathroom breaks. I think we ended up having like three bathroom breaks during our tour. Of course, you can take more, you know, as needed. Um, one thing to note is you are not able to, like, even as gift shops and stuff start to open, you have to kind of stay with the tour group. You can't go into the gift shops. You can't buy anything. You can't take, you know, separate pictures. You kind of have to stay with the group. Um, so there wasn't really any shopping or browsing, or you also couldn't stop and, like, buy a snack or buy a drink. You kind of had to stay together. Um, the only time we stopped was at the... Norway gift shop because this was the gift shop that had ponchos so some of the um, people on the tour we were with they ended up purchasing like ponchos there so everyone had one because it did start to rain during our tour so at some areas we tried to go kind of in covered areas when possible now I didn't downpour which was good but you know occasionally it would rain kind of off and on so they do kind of keep you again in a more covered area but that's still kind of tricky um, and there also during this tour is not a lot of sitting at all. And especially the fact that it was raining. Cause even when we did stop to look at certain areas, you didn't really want to sit down cause you know, the, the chairs were wet and you really didn't want to lean to, you know, up against something cause that was wet. So you kind of really, um, didn't sit down. I think we sat down maybe once or twice. I know we did in the China Pavilion and we went inside there. And also the American Pavilion, I sat down as well just for a couple minutes that she kind of gave us some information about each pavilion we were in. So that was really interesting. It's definitely really educational. It gives you a history lesson, which I, you know, I forgot how much, you know, history I no longer remember or haven't reigned, you know, um, retained since school. So it was interesting to hear a lot of different things. I also learned that a lot of the pavilions are sponsored by the countries, like the countries kind of sponsor them and kind of run them and stuff. And Norway, for example, no longer wanted to sponsor the Nor Norway pavilion. So Disney took over sponsoring it. And that's when they went ahead and they added in the frozen aspect to it. So they kind of, you know, if you want to say Disney fighted it a little 
I'm like Disney-fied it is, right? But Disney-fied it a little more. So it has, you know, now the Frozen ride in it instead of when they used to have the Matterhorn. So kind of adding more of a Disney theme. So that was interesting. They also mentioned how there are, I forget how many, maybe four or five or six more spots for other countries in the World Showcase, which was kind of hard for me to see. Because to me, it seemed like it's kind of all packed, but apparently there's more room for more. So we were kind of speculating on, you know, what country may come in there next. I know there's been talk, but I've heard talk about it being like Brazil or Greece. I would like Greece. That would be be really cool. I mean, Brazil would be cool too. So we kind of, we chatted about that. Um, You know, we'd love for them to put more countries in World Showcase. I personally love World Showcase. So another country to me sounds awesome. So once we got to about Morocco, we started seeing, you know, I said more guests come into the park. And then when we made our way over to um, the England or the British Britain section, the UK section, whatever the proper name would be, um, that is when we stopped for lunch at the Rose and Crown dining room. Now for that, we got um, an appetizer, which we split, which was a scotch egg, which is a golden fried, like hard boiled egg wrapped in sausage with mustard sauce. Now this is something um, I've never had before and I wasn't sure how much I would like it, but I loved it. I thought it was delicious and I'm actually, I'm wrong on this. I think we got our own, we did get our own scotch egg. We shared the dessert, but I really enjoy that. My husband did too. And then for my entree, I got the fish and chips, which is kind of your normal fish and chips. It's kind of my go-to. I love seafood. I mean, who doesn't love some French fries? And it came with tartar sauce, big pieces of fish, and more of like a steak fry. And it was really yummy. I loved it. It's something if I had gone there on my own, that's the meal I would have chosen. My husband got the chicken masala curry. Now, that he wasn't really that big of a fan of. Um, Again, as I mentioned before, you're only given, I think, like four choices of what you would want to have for your option, not the full menu. And the choices were a fish and chip shepherd's pie, I think a vegetable cottage pie maybe, or I think, and then I think like a chicken marshmallow salad a curry thing were your options now when i had originally or maybe bangers and mashers on there i'm not sure when i had originally watched a vlog on this on this they had the uh welsh pub burger which originally like my husband was going to guess so he had his heart set on getting that and really wasn't into the choices that they had so he went with the chicken masala curry he said it was okay but wouldn't have been his choice otherwise so i think maybe they do change up it looks like what your options are at least they have you know to what they had previously been in the past so you may just want to keep that in mind maybe have a backup if you're looking to go on this tour of what you want to get if the meal that you want is not an option so he thought again it was okay but really not what he was looking to have or what he would have gotten if we just went there on our own and then for dessert we split a dessert and you weren't giving options with this um and the dessert i was kind of like eh, i'm not sure it was a sticky toffee pudding which is this pudding cake served with warm vanilla custard and a hot butter rum sauce And we were both like, meh, you know, we'll see. But of course, you know, we're going to eat it. And it was so delicious. Now, again, this is something I probably wouldn't have even thought about getting dessert there. And it was so good. We ate the whole thing 
we were also starving by the time that we did get to lunch. We did not eat breakfast. I recommend that you eat something for breakfast and we didn't eat anything. And of course, we weren't given the option to stop to even get a snack. So by the time we got to eat, we were more than happy to eat everything. So we love that and we loved, I mean, love the dessert, the sticky toffee pudding. I recommend if you're going there on this tour or just going there to eat in general, give it a try. It is delicious. So we had our meals. Now it took a little while to get our food because we were with the tour guide then like a party of 14. So of course it took a little while to get all the food out and for everyone to have their different courses. But it was really nice because it got us a chance to just kind of get off our feet for a little bit, just relax. Now it wasn't really hot out so it wasn't like, you know, being in the AC was really, you know, necessary, but we were just comfy they kind of put a lot of people, they tried to put people together at tables, like there was a table four, then a table of, you know, maybe six or eight or whatever it was, but it ended up, my husband and I were just at a table of two just for him and I, which was fine. I mean, we chit-chatted the whole time and um, the meal was really good. It was a really cool inside. I, of course, never been into Rose and Crown and I really like the ambiance and it's a place that I maybe in the future would try again. I know my husband wants to to go back for the Welsh pub burger. So maybe next trip, who knows? Um, and one thing with this is because your meal is included in um, with this tour, there is no tipping. So you're not given a bill at the end to sign for It's all included with the meal. So by then it was probably like maybe 12 something. And we had, I think only... Canada was the only country we had left to go to so we went to see the you know Canadian pavilion and then at that point we went backstage and she let us know that we were going to be able to go on Soarin we got to see you know the countries around world showcase now we were going to go on Soarin around the world now I had heard um that from listening to previous you know vlogs and podcasts about this tour that you know people have got been able to go on Soren before so when I called to schedule the tour I said well, will we be going on Soren she goes well the rides will be going on it depends on the tour guide or something like that so she didn't guarantee me Soren so I originally thought maybe we were going to go on the Frozen ride, which kind of which was what I was hoping for because I had a fast pass later in the day for Soren. That was one of my favorite rides. I was hoping for Frozen because I did not have a fast pass for that ride. Um, but of course, it makes sense doing Soren because it's Soren around the world. We just walked around the world showcase, so it kind of goes together. So. We went kind of through the backstage to get into Soren, but we went then into the fast pass line. So we waited in the fast pass line. I was hoping we would just go like right into the ride, but we waited in the fast pass line. Didn't take too long, um, but there was a big group. So it was just a while to get us all onto the ride. And we ended up sitting in uh, section C, the first row. And we were all the way, my husband and I were at the end end of the theater. So, you know, like the Eiffel Tower and some of this, the photographs were a little distorted because you know you're at the end it kind of thing kind of leans a little bit um I was hoping for section B B1's my favorite but still it was really enjoyable I always loved Soren so after we did that ride we met up again kind of over in future world now and she thanked us for doing the tour and also gave us a pin so we all got our own little world showcase pins my hun husband and I are pin collectors so I was very excited to add that to my addition of pins especially because it's a unique one not everybody has um so overall 
I really enjoyed this tour. I definitely would recommend it. I wouldn't recommend it for anyone who's like their first time coming to Disney World. I would say for someone who's been to Disney World a couple times, um, someone who's a Disney fan, an Epcot fan, and a World Showcase fan. Also, being a history fan or a history buff is probably good too um, because it is, again, five hours. So, I mean, five hours is a long time. Even if you're enjoying it, it's still, a, you know, a big chunk of your day. So, I wouldn't recommend for someone their first time coming to Disney World, spending five hours of your day on this tour and not being able to kind of get out on your own and more experience some, you know, characters and more of the shops and, you know, the rides. So, I would definitely say for someone who's been a couple times... And though they say, you know, we 16 years of age or older, I couldn't see like 18, 19, 20, 21 year old me really enjoying this. I think it still could be a little boring to someone who maybe is younger or someone who doesn't really enjoy kind of history. If you're not into history of things, it's probably not the tour for you. And also you want to be ready to walk because again, five hours that you're pretty much on your feet for the most time. Um, now, I didn't notice, like, I wasn't like, oh, I feel like I walked, you know, so much today or my feet hurt. I mean, most of the Disney trips my husband and I do, we're walking, like, all the time anyway. So, from the rest of our Disney trip, I didn't really notice a difference. And this wasn't our first day, so we had kind of gotten acclimated at this point to, you know, doing tons of walking each day. Um, but you definitely want to keep that in mind. Because, again, you can sit occasionally, but not too often. So, you want to be able to be... Um, comfy, wear comfortable shoes, and be prepared to walk. Um, the only downfall, if I would say a downfall, is again, the five hours part. I mean, that's a long time to do anything, so you want to keep that in mind. Um, and also the weather. I would think if the weather was really, really hot, or, or I never gets that really, really cold in Disney, but if it's really, really hot, or really like downpouring, like thunderstorms, it probably would have an effect on the tour, and it wouldn't be as enjoyable. However, I mean, that's the only downfalls I can think of because overall, I really, my husband and I both really enjoyed this tour. Now, it's not one we would do again. I feel like this is a tour you do one time and you get kind of all you need to out of it, but it definitely opens up to doing more tours in the future, though I think we'll probably look for something a little, hopefully shorter than five hours, maybe like three hours or less. Um, but if I would give it like a rating out of five, I would say probably a four and a half out of five. Um, the downfalls just being the length. And then also, though I did enjoy Rose and Crown, it would have been cool to have like some other options or, you know, some shopping or snacks. But then I know, of course, at that point, you're probably adding more time to the tour than it already is. But I definitely would recommend this tour. I hope you have found this podcast you know, helpful if you're thinking about going on the tour or just want to know more about it. I would also love to hear feedback of anyone who's done this tour, kind of what they thought, if they had any different kind of takeaways than mine. Always feel free to reach out to me on Twitter or also at my email at lisaswdwpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks so much for tuning into today's podcast, and please check back soon for a new episode of Lisa's WDW Podcast.